Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. A call to connection. That's what this is. That's what this, this building represent, re- represents. It's a call to connection. So, so we're expecting too. We expect change. We expect new things. There's this tangible vibe in the air of there's something coming, there's something coming. We're talking about revival is coming, revival is coming. It is, it is coming. Even, even Vision Builders this year is, is called Surge, right? And conferences revive. And you can't have either one of those if there's not a connection. Yeah. So this is about connecting. And this is about what God wants to do in that connection. I, the, the, the reason we're here um, is that I felt, I felt like the Lord had, had, at men's prayer one, one day had given me a, a, a vision, or given me a word yeah. and for the season we were in. And it, it, I didn't know this at the time, but it was the last men's prayer at the Santee building. And I saw this wine bottle and um, it was six in the morning, and I'm like, I don't typically think of wine, so I know this is probably from God. This at, at, at six in the morning, and it was a red, it was a red wine, and it was the year on it was 2020, and and it was like God presented it to me and said He uncorked it and said 2020 was a good year, and and I was like, all right, 2020 was a good year. Um, no, it wasn't, but <laughs> but it was. In many ways. And what happened then, the pressing, the crushing, no one was exempt from that. And, and, and God was handing it and saying, enjoy this. And, and what came to mind to me was what happened in 2020 with, with our church. You know, we, were, we had, I think I had one men's prayer here, and then we were back at the other building. And everyone knew we were coming back to the building at some point, to this one. And... And I remember that in 2020 is when we lost a meeting place. We lost a building. We were meeting at West Hills High. Everything shut down. The world shut down. Mm-hmm. So did this. And so we were gathering online in people's homes. That territory was gone. And, and it, was, it was not lost on me that, that there was a significance in that. We're stepping into something. We're about to enjoy what was crushed in that time. Yeah. And so we had the corporate crushing, and then we had, in 2020, was also the time when, when personally, I was put on furlough for about six months. And that, that was real, you know? We, were, we had just had um, our daughter in a couple months before, and we were in about a year into a new, um, we were renting this, this house that was like a massive step of faith and being like, God, I trust you. <laughs> and, and he was faithful for that year. He's been faithful for those three years. Yeah. And, and in that moment when I got the call and I was like, hey, you don't have a job like indefinitely. Like we'd like to keep you, but we can't. Everything in that call was like, okay, I should be freaking out right now. I should be really uncomfortable yeah. with this. The Lord gave me a heads up that morning. Wow. Yeah. 
I woke up and I, and I knew he had a call and I, I felt like it was like, it's going to stop for a little bit. Work is going to stop for him. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and so I came in and I told her that and she was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the balls are thin. <laughs> no. Uh, and, house and, of profits. <laughs> and it was like, there was peace. There was peace over our house. Yeah. Why? Because our mindset was different yeah. than before. We, we had belief. Yeah. Belief that the, that the Father was good enough to meet our needs. Belief in the promise of provision. Belief yeah. that God really cares about our situation. That's true. And that, that in the Psalms it says, you know, none of his children are, are begging on the streets. I hung on to that. Like, we will not lose this house. And we didn't. No. And, and other things came. Jobs came. Side things came. It was, it was six months of peace. We never f- freaked out. We never lost it. And, and that is because we had the, the mindset of faith. We had, a, we had what we like to call the wineskin of faith. <laughs> yeah. This, of God's I goodness. mean, I remember having a conversation with him and going, "Hun, we're not freaking out. We should be freaking out. Normally, we're freaking out. And so, and it was like, maybe we've grown up a little bit. And so maybe we, yeah. I'm like, because this was not me. That was not how I reacted to those sort of situations. So in about 10 years ago, I can say that I, you know, we both grew up, um, Joel grew up since he was a kid, he grew up in, in a household that went to church and um, they, generations of Christians. I was the first Christian um, in my family, I should say Protestant Christian. And when I was nine years old, I came to Christ. And so, so but at that time, it was about, you know, I had about 20 years in my faith and, um, or so. I don't want to, I'm just getting, give my, I don't mind giving my You're age. You're so young. You're but, so young. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, so I, I, um, I knew that um, at that point I was like, okay, I was, I was a believer. I, be, I, I believed in God, but the problem was that whenever something happened, I would explode. A heart situation happened, like I, I would freak out the anxiety. It was crazy. The depression was, in, was really debilitating. I remember having a moment calling my pastors uh, and, and saying, I'm going to be paralyzed in my bed. Like I feel like I'm just going to lose it and just not be able to move. And she said, Elda, you need to calm down and think about what you're thinking and, and calm yourself down because otherwise you'll end up in the hospital. And it was, it was so bad, but it, I was frustrated because I was like, this is not compatible. How can, I, how can I say I believe in God and then be suffering with this stuff and dealing with this stuff? Isn't this what God is here for? And so it was frustrating as well because I felt like God had told me, Okay, Elda, here's your salvation. I did it. It's finished. And now the ball's on your court. And so then it was on me to walk out my faith and, and do it all. And I was the responsible one. And if you know me, you know 
I like to be responsible. <laughs> like, I take great pride in, like, whatever is given to me and holding it and taking good care of it and doing my best, the best that I can do. And so here, I was trying my best, and my best was not good enough. I was still falling. And what was that thing that we've heard that whenever I would get squeezed, how's it going? Right. You know? So I like to say this in DNA class sometimes, is, is we talk about what comes out of you, the fruit. You're known by your fruit, right? And, and so if you squeeze an apple, you get apple juice. You squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. You squeeze a Christian, and you get... What? Jesus. Jesus, Christian juice. <laughs> I and if you, don't, if you don't see Jesus come out when you get squeezed, we'll address that. <laughs> I was not getting Jesus juice. <laughs> I was, I yeah, that was not that. happening. We could sell Jesus. It was, I do not know how you dealt with me during those years because, because I was literally, I felt like I was going crazy. And, um, and I thought, I, there must be something wrong with me. I must be missing something. You know, I'm doing all the church activities, everything involved, and, and you know, singing, leader worship, and this, and, like, and I still feel like this. And that was the issue. I was like, I can't figure this out. It was all about me. It was the buck stops with me. And I, it's my responsibility. And my friend said, Elda, it's not your life. You gave it to God. And I'm like, it is my life. I have to live it. I yelled at her on the phone. She's the sweetest lady. And, then, and I really yelled at her. I was like, it's a, not common. But I was living as a Christian with God right there. But I was apart from him. And think of each of us. Okay, now you're like, what is this for? So think of each of us having an intake tube. And, um, thanks, hon. So, I think so. I think I got it. So, and you are retrieving everything you need from wherever you hook it up. And I would run and get provision from my friend, you know, from worship leading from myself. And then, and then I would run out, or the person didn't give me enough, or Joel didn't give me enough. Yeah. And I... And he, <laughs> Just helping you out. And, yeah. And so... Bringing healing. <laughs> so I would run up and around elsewhere for provision, and touch base with, let's pretend Joel is God for a second. I would be like, oh, God, yeah. And then, okay. <laughs> and go to food. <laughs> Exercise for a moment. <laughs> and, and, and then, but God was in the mix. But I was still living an independent, lone ranger life. And... And, and so it was in, my intake tube was incorrectly positioned in people or in my circumstances. And even though I had given my life to God, I was living for God. And I was not living in God or from God. Right, right. Okay? 
Yeah. One of my. Yeah. One of my favorite verses, Jesus talking about this being in Him, is in is in John fifteen. And I mistyped it, so I think I, there we go. Okay. <laughs> it says, "Remain in Me, as I also remain in You. No branch can bear fruit by itself; it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit." unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You can not bear fruit if you're just like that. There's connection in him, him and us, us and him. That's, that's the shift. That's the wineskin. That's, that's the paradigm that we, that we live in, that we have to learn to live in. It's not, it's not our life, it's his life, because we're in him. Mm-hmm. It's that vital connection. Part of the word that I got was that there was new wine coming. Part of, when, when, when God showed me that wine bottle and he handed it to me and he was like, open, enjoy it. He was like, but there's new wine coming. And you can't take the new wine in the old wineskin of self-life, living for yourself. Everything's about you. It has to be everything's about him. It's the only way you can contain it. It's the only way. It's, it's, it's too big otherwise, and it will break it. Jesus says, at one point, some religious leaders approached Jesus, and they're like, why aren't your disciples fasting? Why aren't they like us? Why aren't they doing the things right? Why aren't, why, what's, what's going on? And Jesus responds, a lengthy response, but part of what he says is, he's like, no one puts new wine in old wineskins, otherwise the wine will tear it, and it will destroy. The, the new will destroy the old, and then both are lost. To, to me, for a long time, that was confusing, and maybe it's a little confusing, but the new thing requires a new paradigm. Mm-hmm. The, the new vision requires a new receptive heart. The, 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 it can't be about us anymore, and, and, and Paul writes this in Colossians 3. I love this in the Passion Translation 3, 3 through 4. It says, your crucifixion because you're crucified with Christ, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. It's not Christ in my life. I invite you into my heart. It's I am in him. I'm dead. And because of that, I could identify with his crucifixion, his death, and then I identify with his resurrection. That identify with that new life. That's the paradigm. And as, this is so cool, and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. That's your destiny. That's our destiny. Yeah. That's what's true of your current circumstance. That is so good. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lord <Swear to> God. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Amen. So, so there was a shift when I realized that I was constantly disconnecting my feeding tube from God and putting it on others or my circumstances. But 
the biggest shift came when I learned that my brain only listens to me. Okay, I got what I focused on. So if you don't remember anything, remember, your brain only listens to you. So on Romans 2.12, it says, 12.2, sorry. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And people talk a lot about the renewing of the mind. And I was like, but what does that look like practically? Okay? I want to know. Okay? So God designed our brains to listen to us and to obey us. Now, in, if Joel, when we were going out, and I mean, I don't know, say something pretty to me. Or not. <laughs> you are so smart and so pretty. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you in my life. You're amazing. Thank you. I can keep going. <laughs> Thank you for being my, my wife. <laughs> Thank you for saying yes. Thank you. See, I want to honor him now because he is incredible. And everything Michael's, Pastor Michael spoke, I agree. And he's, he speaks life into me. And I pray that if you're, if you're seeking someone, you know, to marry, I pray that God would give you and grant you a relationship where someone speaks life into you. It really is a gift. Yeah, thank you. So he can tell me all of those things. And he said, you're pretty. And I can be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You're like not seeing what's underneath here. Everything that it's tucking in and the back and, you know, or the zit that's like over here. You know, I can go into that mode. And honestly, for this relationship to have worked, the moment he said, I love you, there was a split second, actually it was longer, but that I had to tell myself, wow, he does love me. Now, if I didn't do that, I could go, oh yeah, he loves me, but I mean, if he only knew who I really was. And sometimes that is happening. And so with that, sometimes God is yelling, I love you. I did it all. It's all covered. You don't have to worry about anything. I've got it. And we're, and we're like telling the conversation with ourselves is like, if he only knew. And it was that moment where I went, oh my gosh, you love me, God. I am worthy. You say I'm worthy of your love. You say I am good enough. And you've heard, some of you have heard it me say it before, and I am your beloved daughter in whom you are well pleased. And it's taken me, it's not something that you're like, oh, it's one and done. I mean, just last week, I was having conversations with someone about like, whoa, like my self-talk has kind of backlash, like what's going on? 
And I could hear God drawing me to himself, but what I was saying to myself was completely like condemnation and drawing me away from him. And, and I mean, there's a spiritual aspect to that. Yeah. You know, there is the spiritual realm that influences those thoughts as well, that is pushing that, that bad, the negative narrative as well. Because most Christians live in what I was living. Most Christians live in the, but I go to church and I'm still, my life is still all messed up. But when we come to a place where we start giving ourselves the truth, that's living in power and nothing can stop us then. It can't. You may knock me off the horse for a second and then I get right back up because I remember, oh no, that was wrong. Like, okay, this is the truth. I'm siding with the truth now. God loves me. I'm good enough. I may not be perfect, God, but you say I'm good enough and you are my good enoughness because I am in him. So the renewing of our mind happens in that conversation in our brain and we have to constantly but like start getting aware of what are we speaking to ourselves? Are we speaking to ourselves the word of God? You know, and it's, it's not self-talk. It's you're saying to yourself the words that God says to you in his word. You're giving yourself his word. So it's a process of repenting. What is repenting? Turning. If I was going to myself for my intake tube, now I put it to God and turning. I repent. And then I change the script that I give to myself. And I align myself, I come into agreement. That song, Protector, on Sunday, I was just thinking, I come out of agreement with the lie that you have left me on my own. Oh, like I, all the time, I'm like, oh, I have to do this by myself. And it's like God reminding me, I did not leave you by yourself. We're in this together, right? And then I come into agreement with the truth that you are who you say you are. I can trust your heart. I come into agreement. That's why worship is so important. Because you repeat. So worship, that's the easiest way because the songs, we repeat them. And so in the moment where you're on your down moment, because they will come, okay, what is your instinct? It's what you repeat. And so if you have the song of like, you never, never, never let me go. You said you wouldn't leave me and you won't. You're right by my side. Okay, let's go into, let's do this, (laughs) you know, together. You know, and it helps to have other people that are speaking life into you and to be able to say, all right. (laughs) It was the hand thing was kind of weird. It's like the other side. I'm not used to that. Like to be able to walk into things together and you be able to go as a friend, as a friend, be able to say, echo God's words to my husband or my friends. And be like, you got this. 
you've got everything in you. Everything's been provided for. It's right here. You already got it. I know you can do it. You're going to do an amazing job. And I love you. I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not about becoming something different, someone different. It's about coming into agreement with who God already made you to be, who He is as well. And He will guide you into the process of healing. Sometimes we need some healing to even, because there's self-hatred, we can't forgive ourselves. You can trust Him for leading you into that healing. He is the most interested in meeting those needs and healing you. So, your prophetic word. Yeah, I, 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 man, I'm, I'm like, I know what I want to say, but I feel like this just went a, a direction. Um, this is resonating with you. This is a good place to be. This, this church is a good place to be. It's a good place to, to plant yourself. It's a good place to let others speak into you. You're not alone. 2020 showed us that we were not alone. We had, we had pastors that were willing to get arrested for transformation of a city. That burns in me. That burns in us. Because it's about transformation through connection. That's what the Father's after. One, one of the words, one of the last part of the word that I had that, that day was um, the Lord said to me, in 2020 was not your anthem, that worship song, New Wine. And I was like, yeah, that's, it was. And at one point, the things that we're enjoying now were new wine for us. They were the new things. And now there's new things coming. And if, if we're like this with God, then we're gonna be okay. Jurgen is a great example of this to me. When we got here, there was, he had a vision for four campuses. That was the, the thing. And if you've heard him lately, it's 16 and beyond. And the vision, the, the wineskin for 16 has to change for four is not gonna work. Your mindset for four won't fit 16. The mindset of poverty in El Cajon will not fit the abundance of God. The wineskin of freedom will break addiction in El Cajon. It's coming, it's coming. It's already started. And that's why I'm invested in this place. I've gone to men's prayer and watched guys into freedom time and time and time again this is real this is real stuff this is this matters this matters i went back and i read the lyrics of the song and i'm not gonna uh, sing them what's that i'm not gonna sing like you nope <laughs> that's why i said in the front the worship is so loud i can't hear my, no one can hear me um so the lyrics are to the song new wine part of them is in the crushing in the pressing, you are making new wine. 
in the soil I now surrender. You are breaking new ground. We're breaking new ground. It's already been broken. Because where there is new wine, (laughs) some of you are cringing at how I'm reading this, Uh, there is new power, there is new freedom, and the kingdom is here. I lay down my old flames to carry your new fire today. That's the invitation. That's the invitation. This is about freedom. This is about transformation. This is about new life, new power. And you can't have it unless you're connected. That's what God wants to offer you. That's what God wants to pour into you. Maybe you're in that place where you're like, I don't have that power. I don't have that connection. I'm not feeling that freedom. Well, you came on a good night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and God is saying, he says it in Isaiah 43, 19. He said, do not call to mind the former things. Pay no attention to the things of old. Behold, I am about to do something new. Even now it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed. I will make a way in the wilderness and streams in the desert. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. Some of you are going through some situations that are just seem it's just impossible for there to be like a solution for you to have favor in that. And God is saying, just connect your intake tube to me. Plug into me. I never run out of water. My friends might run out, might go dry. My circumstance might go dry. I might, if I'm connected to myself, I go dry. But God is the living water. He says, drink from me and you will never be thirsty again. And so it's an invitation tonight we're constantly in need of refilling. Yeah. And there's no shame in needing more. And the good news is God doesn't run out. It's always okay to come to him. And so God is offering you a chance to come and reconnect with him. When we were talking about I was living for God and not in God or from God, all of a sudden this afternoon I had this image of a baby inside the womb. And it's connected to, the baby is connected to the mom through the umbilical cord. And that baby is in the mom, living from the mom. It gets the nutrients from the mother. It's protected inside the womb. It's provided for. The baby is dependent on the mom. The baby does not worry about where his, where his or her next meal is coming from. It's there, it's resting and just growing and growing and plumping up, <laughs> you know? 
punching her. <laughs> and as far as the baby knows, they have unlimited resources. And isn't that a great image of when we live in Christ? I'm now wondering where my next payment for whatever is going to come because I am in my God that has unlimited resources and my every single need comes from Him. Yeah. Yeah. So God is speaking to us. He's saying, draw from me. Live in me and from me. I will never run out. And so right now, with every eye closed, let's close our eyes. If you're in a place where you've actually never experienced that connection with God, but you recognize that you've been plugged in, your intake tube has been plugged in to other things like drugs or people or food, and you've used those things, and it's just not enough, and you're saying, I need, I want to be satisfied in God. I need you, God. I want to invite you at the count of three to raise your hand and say, I'm ready to connect to him. So one, two, three. God bless you. 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 I see you. God bless you. Yeah, we see you. We see you. Praise God. Yeah. Jesus, thank you. Okay. Now, everybody, you can put your hand down. Everybody, let's pray together. And those that raise their hands, just imagine God standing or sitting right there with you, and you're looking at him and saying these words. Let's speak them together. God, I come to you recognizing that I am not meant to live this life alone in my own strength. And I want to repent and turn around and draw from you everything I need. Thank you that you've provided for everything I need and everything I will ever need when you died on the cross. And thank you that I can live in the resurrection life that you gave us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So congratulations. You are now in Christ. You made that jump. With that simple prayer, you made the jump from living for yourself, from self-life to Christ-life. And he, he will help you in that process. Rest in him. Connect with people that will... that. Whoever brought you here, there will be a team as well here on the side. Connect with them because they have resources for you. You are not meant to walk through this alone. Yes, we have God, and then we have each other. 
as well. And so please come on down you know, here in a little bit, and they will give you some more resources, a book about how to follow Jesus and a, and a Bible as well. Now, um, perhaps you relate to my story or an aspect of our story where you've been a Christian, you gave your life to Christ, but it's just not cutting it. Something's missing, or you've been wondering, what, what is missing? Is there something wrong with me? I see others do so well. And you're recognizing tonight, as we were speaking, that, man, I want that new wine. I want the new stuff that God's doing. I want to be part of it. But I feel like I've been held back, or I feel like my intake tube has been in the wrong places, and I need to reconnect with God. We're going to invite the ministry team, if you don't mind the ministry team coming down right now. And we want to say, and we as well, we want to pray for you. And say, let us pray for you. God has more for you. We want to pray that you will feel God tangibly being there for you and connecting. So come on down. Come on down. It takes a step. It's okay. We all need to reconnect. We all need to draw more from him. And so we're going to listen to a song, and Pastor Michael's going to come as well. And so come on down for prayer if you need it. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.